Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. All right, what's up? We are back on NBS Fitness Radio, and I am here with Angie Forey. Angie has been with NBS Fitness now. You're in your fifth year? Five years. Five years. Rock and roll. And we're going to learn a little bit about Angie's story today. So first of all, say hello to everybody. Hello. Thank you, David. All right. Very cool. All right. So Angie, when did you first get into fitness for yourself? Like what's been the story of fitness in your life? And kind of give us the background on everything. So I basically, uh, I grew up in a small town in Brinkley, well, Brinkley, Arkansas, you know, right across the river. And, you know, just being a kid, we were outside. There were no streetlights. We were in the country. We lived between two rice fields. We were out from, you know, as soon as the sun came up to way after it went down. Right. And so just my life has always been involved with outside play. And probably getting organized into a sport didn't happen until I was about 10. Okay. In Brinkley, uh, in some small areas, like if you're a boy, you go right into t-ball, baseball, you know, all of those things. But if you're a girl, there was really no sports offered to oh. you. Yeah. So, but we had some people get together and decide to put a girls softball team together. Okay. So I was about 10 years old. And in some of those surrounding towns like Marble and Mariana and some of those little um, you know, areas, they already had softball, um, you know, tournaments they were already involved heavily involved in it so Brinkley was a little late to the game gotcha. so but you had teams to play we had yeah we just had one team so we started out I think the age bracket was like nine to 15 <laughs> it was so weird like I was 10 10 years old when I started but I remember them there being high school girls on the team like whatever we need to put together we a just team. need some kids yeah <laughs> so uh you know having no experience in you know any sport at that point, you know, I was a real small kid. So they were like, we're going to put you behind the plate. You know, that's the best place for you. Catcher. Catcher. Yeah. So I started out as a catcher. I didn't really know what I was doing, but took some coaching, took all that really well and actually became pretty good at it because I was fast and I could get after the, any pop-ups, infield pop-ups, those were out. So I was like all about that. So that kind of became, became my, my thing, you know, if it popped up, I was coming out fast. Yeah. And uh, so first year I ran, I uh, won MVP. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know. I know. Super cool. So, um, but still small, you know, stayed small. I didn't really grow until, you know, years later. So it was just the best place to keep me behind behind the plate. So I played probably, well, I guess maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 years, you know, all together, you know. So, yeah. Um, so later on I got into like women's softball leagues and stuff okay, like so you that played in, played in high school, obviously. So, yeah, but it was not with the school. So we had very specific sports, you know? And so I didn't, the only thing that I could do, cause it was like basketball and there was, you know, obviously football for the boys, um, cheerleading for the girls. But my ninth grade year, we got a new set of coaches, uh, mm-hmm in town and they took over the football team all the athletics and they were young and I was like oh these guys are cute so I was like I'm I think I'm gonna go off for track okay <laughs> so had no idea what I was doing you know yeah. but I was like oh, I want to do this my best friend she knew she wanted to run hurdles and I was yeah. like no I can't do that I can't cover 
you know, hurdle. And so I, we met, you know, on that first day with the coaches and they were like, well, what do you, you know, what do you think we're going to do? And I was like, well, I don't think I'm fast. And they said, well, let's put you on the two mile run see how you do. Okay. So I was like, no, okay, I'll try it. And so I did and actually became good at running, just had no idea. Uh, and then I started placing top three, you know, in the two mile run. Yeah. So we go to these meets, you know, the track meets, it was always such a good time. Like, you know, just going out with the busload of kids and that yeah. was just like really fun times. But then I started doing more stuff on the weekends. So my coach, he took a vested interest in me because he saw something, you know, like he wanted to nurture further. Yeah. And so, and I didn't have any family support, like no family ever, ever came to a softball game. No family ever came to a, uh, you know, track event, nothing. And so he was like, he kind of saw that he knew, he knew that as a matter of fact, I didn't even buy, you know, I didn't even know to get shoes to run to a track. <laughs> so one of my friends in school, she actually had a pair of, uh, Sockenies that her mom bought her. And then she decided she wasn't going to run track. So her name's Tracy Riggins. And I remember that my whole life because she gave me my first pair of shoes because we were too poor to even, you know, like my parents weren't going to buy me a pair of shoes just to go run, you know, yeah, no, yeah. that's, a, that's a lot of money for that. And so she gave me a pair of shoes. They didn't fit you know, real well, they were tight yeah. and they had blisters a lot, but Hey, I was happy to have that pair of shoes. Yeah. And so, um, so during the summers, the coach would come and get me and we, he would sign me up for all of these like special events. So like we would do five K's and mm. you know, we, he would take me running, you know, in the mornings. And so he just like, he knew I needed to be coached, yeah. not just in running but he just knew I because he knew a lot about my family life that I needed you know help in different areas gotcha. and so he just became that mentor for me and um I guess it was probably my junior year I uh ran and made eighth placed eighth in the state of Arkansas in the two mile run oh, with wow. a 12 minute 16 second um time Dang. and so I know I know I was once fast <laughs> Long, wow. long time ago. It's rolling. That was rolling. And so then I started getting um, colleges scouting. Did you, know, you only run the two mile? Or did I, you? I did the one also, but okay. I was not as good. Gotcha. You know, I just needed, I needed more time. Yeah. Um, and so I, where I kind of came into, I was like the last couple of rounds, because we're always running on the track. Yeah. Like I start closing in, yeah. closing in and just left it all on those last, you know, left nothing on the track left, yeah. you know. And so, um, so I had you know, colleges scouting me and he would talk to me about it. My coach would. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I literally just, when you come from, sometimes when you come from, you know, small rural areas and, you know, farm towns, especially, you know, at least with my family, college was never talked about. Yeah. It was like, my dad was like, just bring home a C, get by. That's all I want. You know, get yeah. your diploma. And so the bar had never been really set very high for me. And so I didn't know to, to do that for myself. And so, but he, he kept encouraging me. Yeah, we just need to keep running. And then the, my senior year, he decided to take a job in another city. Mm. And so he moved and I was like, I'm not running. I didn't want to run again. I was like, I'm, I'm just can't do this without that coach. Yeah. And so, and, and he felt bad. And I saw him like years and years later, he was like, I always carried that with me. Like you would have gone on. I was like, you know what? It was okay. It was fine. You know? So that kind of ended my running. So you just stopped running. Your I stopped year. running. Yeah. I didn't run my senior year. And it, I think I just had the fear of sort of the unknown, like yeah. of maybe even being successful. And, yeah. and then, okay, now I got to go to college and I got to run in college. 
you know, like that was scary to me. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if I can do this all the time. Uh, but I, you know, was presented with the idea of it. I tried it and then I was like, okay, now let's just move on to other things. But I always came back to running. And yeah. so, you know, after I got married and had kids, needed to get, you know, baby weight off, I would just run, you know, just run, run, run. Were you playing softball? Yeah. Uh, in your, like, early 20s Yeah, as well? so yeah, we would, I was working for different organizations that I, they would always put it together, co-ed softball teams uh, and okay, stuff yeah. like that. So it wasn't anything competitive. It's just more recreational. You're staying active. And staying active. Always stayed active. Yeah. Um, after our son was born, I think I uh, actually joined ATC Fitness and started working out there at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, how that was how old were you at this point? Okay, so I was probably 20. How old was I? I was under 30, so maybe 26 or 27, okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, so, again, there would happen to be a coach in my life. You know, it was just an old coach from, um, I think it was Memphis Catholic. His name Clyde, Clyde Israel. And he kind of took me under his wing. All at, right. at the gym? At the gym, okay. yeah. And so he had his little gang of friends, and they just pulled me in. You know, I always kind of fit in some sort of weird area, you know, everywhere I went. Like, they were like, come on, yeah, we'll take we'll take you on. And so he would sort of, like, train me. I remember not even – I mean, he would, he would teach me how to bench press. Yeah, yeah. You know, I couldn't even push the bar up off of me. You know, I was like, I can't do it <laughs> so you have to pull the bar up you know i couldn't you know we were squatting in a smith rack you know so that was <laughs> awful um always 30 minutes of cardio first but he kind of took an, an interest yeah. in me and so i was like okay i'll try it you know and so this kind of attitude of i'll try it i didn't realize it but it just sort of became the theme you yeah. know i wasn't afraid of anything i was yeah. just like let's just try it yeah you know, i'll try it and so, uh, so worked out there with him for a while and then was probably introduced to CrossFit, um, through my son, which, you know, my son, uh, was always a little bit old, uh, overweight. Mm -hmm. And so we decided, uh, to hire a personal trainer for him. Uh, he was probably 15 at yeah. the time. So I don't know what year this was. That'd be 2008, somewhere along in there. And so, and I was actually in my second year. Uh, maybe the first or second year of roller derby. Okay. So, I was going to ask yeah, like, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. got involved It's in somewhere derby. in there. Yeah, because one of the girls I was working with, she was like, I'm going to do roller derby. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. You know, <laughs> I can skate. Surely yeah. this can be, you know, fun. Um, and so I started pursuing that. And, you know, just by going out and trying it, I ended up being first-round draft pick on the Angels of Death. Angels no, of death. Angels of death. That's who we were. Now, okay. What was your roller derby name? And did you get to pick it or did they, was it like chosen for you? I did get to pick it. Okay. That's a really hard thing. That takes a long time. This, this, this becomes pick an appropriate, pick an appropriate name. <laughs> and so I, I, you know, it took me forever, honestly, because I was like, I don't know, because I wasn't that. I didn't have the hard edges like some yeah. of the girls did. I was like suburban mom and, you know, go jogging in ATC. <laughs> I just was not tattooed up. And yeah. like uh, most of my teammates I was like, what's going to work? And so I had recently had had a surgery that left a scar on my neck. And I was like, I'll be cutthroat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like cutthroat. And then my coach added cutie. He goes, right. why don't you go with cutthroat cutie? And I was like, all right, there we go. Nice. So cutthroat cutie was born. And that was probably 2000, 
I'm trying to remember. It must have been 2007. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when it started. And uh, so we got, and I had a blast with it. And yeah. it actually uh, ended up being the jammer, which is, I don't know if you know anything about roller derby, David, but the jammer is the point scorer. There you go. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Um, so it was pretty That's the person trying to get through. I'm trying to get the, through the pack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you, you know, you got to work. You're trying to make team. laps on the, yep. on the, on the rink. That's right. That's did right. y'all have the, um, did y'all have the angled banks? Bank track? No, we had flat track. Okay. Yeah. Flat track. And we were in quad skates, like old school. So, and that's really the reason I, you know, decided to try it because that's what we did as kids. Like we yeah. had the roller derp or the roller rink, you know, skating rink at home and, um, movie theater that was it so yeah. on friday and saturday nights you just went to the skating rink oh so yeah i was skating you know at Man. six years old you know? yeah what uh where did y'all do roller derby at um uh, well we went we were in collierville for a while okay uh, at the skating rink there i forget the name of it. skateland skateland maybe i remember there was one on mount mariah and then there was yeah. one on in Cordova, yeah. that was the two that we played hockey at. So okay, <clears throat> I don't yeah. remember the one in Collierville. This is one in Collierville, okay. and I think half of it is a um, bowling alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other half, so we would have our bouts there, okay. and we would skate out there, and then we eventually moved to the um, uh, where the fairgrounds was, like yeah. on the Pipkin Building or one of those buildings out yeah. there. So we eventually moved down there. But for probably two years, we were in, in Collierville. Nice. And okay. so that was probably the, just the most fun I'd ever had. As How a, long as did you adult, do that for? I did it for three years. Okay. I did it for three years. The first year, I kind of got my butt kicked. <laughs> like, they would, I didn't have much mass to me, you know, I wasn't strong. And because remember, we're still barely able to bench press a 45-pound right. bar at this point. You yeah. Know? So. Um, so you just kind of started doing some weightlifting and like kind of strength stuff. Yeah. And then around that same time, you just kind of started doing the roller derby. Yeah, probably a little bit later. I'd always messed around with fitness in different areas, mm -hmm. but probably stuck with running the most because right. it's what I knew the most. Yeah. And so, and I had learned too over the years, it was great stress relief for me. I could just, you know, put my Walkman in. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Walkman. With the, with and the then, cassette? Or with uh, the, originally, yes. Okay, and then but the then CD. I moved up the CD. That thing is heavy. <laughs> the shock, the shock. Yeah. Uh, I did. Proof one. It was yellow and black. <laughs> yes. Stop playing. Yes. <laughs> did it attach to your to yes your, <laughs> to your upper arm? Yes, it did. I actually, those. actually, <laughs> I had the one you could. It had a hand thing. Yeah, yeah, you I could put it. your hand oh, in yeah. it and hold it. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I went with that. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, I just realized that this is a great place for me to kind of like empty my head out and yeah. just so I just kind of stuck with running nice. um so got our son doing some personal training in 2008 and uh was, I was still in roller derby and the guy that was training him actually introduced the CrossFit model to him and I didn't understand it like he was like yeah you should go to this website and check it out and by the time I got home I didn't what was that he said you know I had like yeah. no idea like what is this CrossFit thing so he was training your son like in CrossFit mm -hmm. out of out of where yeah so remember the gym called so it was this little gym in Bartlett what was the name of that thing uh, they didn't stay around very long. Most mm -hmm. of those didn't, but I just remember the lady that ran it. She would sit outside uh, and smoke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and you know wait for people to come in yeah. i forget i'll think of the name of it but anyway we he so this guy would just meet us there okay and he would train cody and gotcha. then i would come in and just kind of train or you know get on the elliptical whatever while they were working out gotcha and so he was just kind of he was really like basically giving Cody way too much volume. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kid was dying, you know, but he enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so we're like, okay, well, let's just stick with it, you know? <laughs> and so after a while I just, you know, started training with them. Okay. I was like, let me just try this. Maybe I get stronger in Derby, you know? Yeah. So then we started training at, um, CrossFit Memphis because they were just sort of opening up. Uh, like, the, were you working out with this personal trainer who had gone there? Yeah. So, okay. so the personal trainer, he wasn't. I guess he had worked out a deal with the CrossFit Memphis guys. Like, we could go in there and and he could train us. Yeah. Because he didn't have a location, and so we would just use their location. This is CrossFit Memphis. CrossFit Memphis okay. location. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we would be there like. You know, four thirty, four forty-five in the morning, you know. And I remember, like, before school, <laughs> before school, yeah. And I'm just like, we were glassy-eyed driving back to the house <laughs> because we just got our butts handed to us yeah. in such a hard way. Like, I remember holding the steering wheel, going, "I can't move my arms. Like, I can't. <laughs> I literally can't move my arms." You're doing like, and we were the death stare, just like just trying to drive back home. OG CrossFit. It was workouts. OG CrossFit workouts. Yeah, first deadlift I ever did. There was 85 pounds on the bar, and the trainer, which I learned how not to be. <laughs> Sometimes bad experiences help us be better. But uh, he was like, "Just pick it up and keep your back straight." Like I. I don't know how to do that, yeah, you know, yeah. so I've looked like a turtle, you know, and I couldn't move 85 pounds off the floor. Yeah. You know, it was awful. Uh, but somehow I kept going back. Yeah. And so I, I just was like, I just want to try it. I just yeah. want to keep trying it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it kind of seems like you saw your potential in a lot of these things and oh, just yeah. like, I think I can probably be better than I currently am or even maybe good at this. So I'm going to keep trying and see what I can do. Like yeah. the softball running uh roller derby and crossfit you're like i think i can be better at this uh, i'm gonna give it a shot oh yeah 100 percent. like i just never knew what i could be good at and yeah. so i was like well i just have to try it you know because i felt like i just didn't have fears for trying things and so i was like oh well you know if it hurts it hurts you know <laughs> we'll get yeah. over it and so i just kind of developed this grit you know that just kept compounding itself because i would just keep trying okay let's just try it let's just try it and that just you know carried through most of my adult life as well and so we uh so we trained maybe two or three times a week and that went on for probably see that must have started in late uh, 2008. And so I'm still doing roller derby and now I'm seeing a big change in how I handle these blocks, you know, because before anytime that one of the girls would try to block me to get through the pack, I would, it would, they would just sell me off the track. Yeah. I'm just like falling, you know, off the track. And when I started doing CrossFit, I was like, these girls are bouncing off me. Yeah, like yeah. I am digging in. Like I yeah. felt that strength coming from, you know, the center of me. And I was like, okay, I think I might be a badass here after all. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I really started having more fun. And so I actually, let's see, I did roller derby for three years and we won our championships each year. Oh, nice. So yeah. y'all won three years. In a row. We won three years in a row. Oh, nice. Yeah. And on the last, um, 
on the last championship bout, I just remember like, this is, this was it. I'd already stated that this is it for me. I'm retiring, you know, and I was hoping that we would just, you know, go down with our third win. Yeah. And uh, cause I was at, I was 40 years old at that point. Yeah. And you know, roller derby is really hard on your body, especially yeah. the older that you get. Yeah, I'm tired of falling. Yeah. My, my <laughs> knees were, my knees were holding up, but how long can this hold up? Yeah. And so at that point, too, I was already falling in love with this whole idea of CrossFit yeah. and like pushing myself into another, you know, finding you're my limits. In still working area. out with the trainer or had you started with the group classes yet? No, mm-hmm. we were still working out with the trainer at okay. that point. Gotcha. So we're probably, I bet we're maybe May of um, 2009. And so okay. we've been, you know, doing this training for all this time. And then he finally says, well, I think I want to open up a gym. You know, and I, you know, I could really use a trainer. So I was like, oh, this might be something I could do. Gotcha. And I was working full time, you know, with another job. And so it just, so eventually just started coaching. I went, got my training. So I got my level one mm-hmm. actually 12 years ago this month and um, just started coaching and then started adding, you know, people in group classes yeah. and things like that. And so, and then I was just all bought in. Like, yeah. I just, I could not get enough education. So I would go to every seminar possible. So I got a kettlebell certification, Olympic lifting, like you name it. I was out doing it, you know, because I just loved it so much. I don't know what, what about it was. I think it was that part of you like, okay, I think I can do this. Let me just try it. And then you find something else. I think I can do, let me just try it. And it's empowering because like you, then you do do it and you see yourself getting better and you do things you thought you couldn't do before. And Oh, 100%. It's snowballs. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's empowering. It makes you feel good about yourself and not just physically, but emotionally, psychologically. You're just like, you feel like uh, you're making tangible progress in a specific area of your life. Oh, yeah. And I could feel it like, you know, really bleeding into all areas of mm-hmm. my life. You know, like, okay, now I have more energy. You know, because yeah. I was a mom of three kids and you know, I think everybody was teenagers at that point, you know, I was like, you got to have a lot of energy for these guys and had a grandson even, well, I guess my oldest when she was already in her twenties and I had a grandson, you know, coming along. Mm -hmm. And so wanted to feel good and be strong and play and do all that with him. And so, um, I I did feel it just like in all areas of my life. And then it got so much so like, all right, I want to do this for my life. I want to be a coach. And I never really put together the whole coach aspect of it. But as I looked back on my life, like having a coach lead me and believe in me and never doubt me and always was like, Oh, you can do it. Yeah. Like it was so, it, it was so helpful in just understanding, Oh, well I can do it, yeah. you know? And so that yeah. mentoring piece from a coach just was the part that I had sort of missed you know, early on, like yeah. any parent parental type area. So that was filled by coaches. Yeah. I was going to say like kind of in each of those things where like, I'll try it. It, it, it may, it, it was probably this combination of yourself, like having some confidence, like, I think I can probably do good at this, but then also having someone saying like, no, like, and I'll show you how, you know, whether that be in, in, um, your softball coaches or eventually that high school coach kind of took you under, under their wing or the, uh, they got ATC that was kind of showing you how to bench press and then having the personal trainer, like each step of the way, someone was going like, um, you can do this. I'll show you how. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You kind of recognize that, that necessity and how impactful it was for you. And then kind of like, then that, that moment clicks where you're like, I want to do this for other people. I, I, that's absolutely how it happened. And I felt like, okay, if, if, 
someone can take me use just an average person and guide me like what could I do for somebody else yeah. you know yeah. and so that sort of became the theme like let me just see what I can do to help others empower themselves like because they don't know like we do not know what we're capable of I never knew what I was capable of and you know I'm just an average crossfitter but it was doing above average things you know yeah. for my own personal life and so bringing that to other people's lives and then just like it started spreading in in me like wildfire like yeah. I had the burn in my belly all the time to do that and so um and so all of that kind of led me eventually to open my own gym, which yeah. I did. You had quit your other job and started coaching full time. Yeah. So I didn't quit until I'd opened Wolf River. Okay. So I was three months into Wolf River. So I worked, uh, you know, did coaching, worked full time, opened up my gym. Yeah. And then after like we were open and that was the sort of the timeline I needed to get through this one last conference with my other company yeah. um, before I could exit. So it was like okay. really tough in that first yeah. quarter, <laughs> the first year. I was like, I gotta get, I gotta see this through, yeah. you know? So the timing was a challenge for sure. But, um, so quit my full-time job, which, you know, my husband was supportive of me in every single area because he's seen me go pretty crazy you know, <laughs> over, the, over the years. And so, uh, but he's always been super supportive. Like, Oh, you want to quit your full-time job and do what, you know, like <laughs> open a business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but he always, you know, just supported me, whatever, you know, crazy thing. And so opened up Wolf River in January, 2012. And then, you know, had that as my sole job to do, you know? And so, <clears throat> Had Wolf River, loved it, loved everything about it. Um, bringing people in, you know, like I still have relationships with some of those people. Some of those people were actually with me at a previous gym. I was going to ask you, like, who's, who's been the longest client you've had? Um, let's see. We were talking about this the other day. Well, Ken and Sherry Stewart started with me at the first gym yeah. I was at. And, but, so I did like their on-ramp or whatever we called it at that time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, and by the way, um, I'm going to be leaving. Yeah. You know? So I didn't see them again until, but when their contract was up, they popped over to Wolf River. And yeah. so I don't remember what year that was, but it was probably a year later. Yeah. <clears throat> but my longest, my longest client at, well, from Wolf River, who's now still with me, will be Kendra. I think okay. she was with me probably the first maybe February or March of 2012. Yeah. And then Tina came on board probably July of 2012. That's and so cool. they've been, you know, with me ever since. That's awesome. And so, yeah. It's, it's cool now having been in it for 10 years and be like, man, like, or over 10 years and be like, man, like, I've, I've had people that have been with me for over a decade. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> first of all, I don't feel like I've been doing this that long. And then second of all, y'all really stuck with me all that time. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, was, well, I was joking with Doug this morning. I, uh, he he's, was talking about buying a boat. I was like, Doug, literally for twelve years, you've been telling me don't buy a boat, and yeah. now you're buying a boat. But then I, I, I kind of clicked. I was like, twelve years? Yeah. Now you've been with me for twelve years. Twelve like, wow, years. Okay. Yeah, I know it goes. It goes so fast. But then, like you know, and you kind of see each other through your growing pains. You know, with your family, and you just you know, and and vice versa. You know, you see what you know, what they go through. And so it's, it's so great to have those relationships because they always go further and deeper than just in the gym. Yeah. You know, they really do. You kind of buy into each other's lives and that's the cool thing, you yep. know, that we, we get to experience. 
Um, but what do we have? We had Wolf River until... They opened up Wolf River in 2012. Yeah, 2012. And so I was uh, at a point... So if I could get my, my years right. So 2016 must have been... Yep. Yeah, okay. So mid-2016, Steve and I sat down and we're talking about, okay, so we're seeing that we've got to make some changes here. We we're coming up on this five-year thing, which, you know, in small business is like, okay, if you can make it five years, you're in the clear. And so that's always your panic. We talked about this this past weekend, you know, like, oh my gosh, am I going to make it to five years or three to, you know, okay, I made it through the first, the second, the third, you know, the fourth. Yeah. I got to make it through five. You know, that just sticks with you. Like you feel like you're, you're going to fail, you know? And so, uh, we need needed to make a change. So as we're going to put some money into the gym, we need to move, find a new location, get a better, um, you know, maybe cause we had no, no one could see where we were. Yeah. So we were just kind of tucked back over near Doolin's. And, uh, so we needed to be out in the open a little bit more. So we were trying to decide what to do. And then I, I, uh, we'd actually looked at this building before, you know, I think it was, who was it? John Deere was leasing this building out mm-hmm. before yep. you came in. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, I think cause my husband, cause Steve was doing construction at that time and he could see like, you know, who's in what building and who owns what and stuff like that. And so, um, we just kind of traced some, some information back and found that, found out about you and the building next door Yeah, and, uh, and that you were moving out of it. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm, well, let me just call him because I knew that the guy that owned that building, uh, he had owned some other, uh, area. Do you remember his name? Do you remember that guy? You know who I'm talking about? No, the, my old, old landlord. Um, yeah. Yeah. From the other place. Well, he I can't think of his name, but yeah, yeah. He, he, owned, he owned all three of these buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and he had sold this one to me. Yeah, if, to get out my contract, my lease at the other building, they let me out early if I okay. bought this building. You bought this building, yep. okay? So having known that he was a little bit shrewd, I wanted to like have a conversation <laughs> with someone who just had rented that building. Yeah. Um, before I decided, you know, to to dive into it. Excuse me, because I had definitely dealt with some challenges as a female in business uh, that I didn't want to have to deal with with yeah. this guy. And so I remember just calling you up and just introducing myself to you and saying, yeah, you don't know me, but I own a gym. We're not a, uh, I don't feel like we're competing businesses because I'm CrossFit and you're powerlifting. And uh, you uh, were gracious and like, okay, well, yeah, tell me kind of what you're thinking about, what you, you know, what do you want to do? Yeah. You know? And so I remember just having, you know, that conversation and you were like, well, let's just meet up. And uh, I think I came over here first and you showed me around this facility. Yeah. I, I know I it's sketchy. <laughs> it's so long ago. I know. It seems so long sounds ago. Right. But it sounds right. And yeah. then, and then you presented the idea to me of yeah. selling Wolf River. And, you know, over here. changing the name. And I would just remember going, feeling like I just got kicked in the gut. Like, what? I just spent five years of my blood and my life opening this gym and getting it rolling. You want me to close it? Yeah. And uh, so I was like, oh, man. I remember going, I'm just, that's a lot to take in. I'm going to have to get back with you on yep. that. And um, so that's where I like to fondly refer to you as your fat David. 
years. So. <laughs> fat David. Fat David. Back yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day, because you were trying to hit, what, an elite total at what weight? 275 and then 308. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was like 280, I think, at the time. <laughs> yeah. We, uh. We first started talking. <laughs> well, I just remember, like, I had you back, you know, come to my facility and meet with me, and we talked about it further, and I just remember you coming in, and you were already out of breath by the time, like, <laughs> you walked in my door, and I'm like, and this guy really wants me to seriously consider selling my business and working for him? He can't even walk in the parking lot without catching, without uh, losing his breath. Um, but you know, as we sat down and kind of talked through some things and, you know, and Steve was really good and instrumental at helping me, you know, discover that this would really probably be to the best benefit. Um, and so, um, obviously close Wolf River and I believe it was September uh, then of 2016. So we were just a few months shy of five years old. Uh, and so, but, um, I can look back and say it was definitely the best decision that I had made from a business standpoint and a personal life standpoint. Cause like, I mean, you know, pouring yourself into a facility and I was, you know, person that wore the hat for everything. I mean, I had a great coaching staff, but still like, okay, if I have a coaching break, I'm going in, I'm like, okay, we got to get social media or we got to do all this. I'm trying to get, okay, who hasn't paid? I chasing down dollars and all that kind of stuff. It was just really, really hard. So what was a great appeal to me is you already had some of those things in place and handled where that was not going to be something that I had to, you know, really necessarily focus on. I could focus on coaching, which is what I wanted to do the most. Yeah. Which I think kind of, you know, that's the theme with a lot of these box owners. Like, we just love coaching yeah. and need to do it and want to do it and have this strong desire. We don't ever really want to have our own business, but that's the way you have to get there sometimes. Yeah, I got, well, I, when I talk to people um, about being a business owner, it's like, <clears throat> it's like <sighs> one of the things for me personally that, that I think has, has helped me be, be successful in this business. Like I love business. I didn't know it until I opened a business, but I love business. Um, a lot of people don't love business. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they love fitness and they love coaching and they love helping people. Uh, but they don't like solving all the other problems that, that, that revolve around that. And like, I like solving those problems. I mean, I also love coaching people and fitness and very passionate right, about yeah. that. But, um, but I love solving those problems. I love business. So that didn't start off that way. It just kind of like fell into it, you know, as I get going. Um, but now it's nice because I I can help solve those problems for people who love coaching. Right. You know, yeah. and help them help them do what they love and make careers out of it without feeling like they have to open up a business. Yeah. And that's, that was the part that I just did not like was the business side of it. Like it it just, I didn't have a mentor in that area. Like I'd had these coaches, I'd had these mentors, a new kind of coaching, a new styles and techniques of coaching and all this stuff. But man, when it came to business side of it, it was just an uncomfortable space because I didn't know how to do it. Didn't know where to start. We're like, you know, when my uh, friend who's my accountant and he he would call me and he would say, okay, I really need this information. I'm like, mm, where do I find it? Okay. <laughs> right. You know, can you talk me through it once again? Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, uh, so it was just, uh, it was just not a great area 
uh, and it wasn't an interest, yeah. you know, like I said, you were interested in it. And I was just like, oh, I don't really right. care, you know? So it did become a good, uh, relationship for both of our gyms. Um, it was tough, it, you know, it was tough to close Wolf River. I mean, you know, I loved it. I was very passionate about it, but it, more than being passionate about like a facility, I was p- passionate about helping people. And so yeah. I had to stay focused on that. Like, this is an opportunity where I can help more people. And yeah. so, um, and now we're about to celebrate a fifth anniversary and I guess in September of, yeah. you know, me being here. Yeah. So, and I think about like all the people that have been able to help, you know, through different avenues. Like, you know, we were talking about this before, like nutrition coaching and, you know, personal training and group coaching and all that stuff. Like, you know, the opportunities that I have that exist in all these, you know, areas has just been great and phenomenal. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, it was, it was probably one of the hardest business uh, moves for both of us um, at that time. And like, there's definitely some, some headaches along the way, especially with trying to do group training in the, oh, in the open gym yes. space. That was like, that was, so that was hard. a hard year. That was so hard. You know, and so we're both kind of like stressed out, but yeah, um, we weren't always friendly. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like we, no. we, we, uh, we had our head bunny moments, For but, sure. it, yeah. but like now looking back, you're like, we both wanted the same thing. Um, we were just, we were just anxious to get there. We were anxious to get there and, you know, you know, I, I was used to being in control, mm-hmm. you know, like like I'm making the decisions here and I have to relinquish control. Yeah. And so that's a tough space for me also to be in. And and now I kind of understand a little bit more about myself and that personality uh, as an eight. Yeah. And <laughs> you are an eight. And also an eight. Also an eight. So we tend to butt heads, you know, because we are passionate. We yeah. are, you know, we do have that sort of aggressive nature. Yeah. And so um, I had to know that I didn't need to be in control all the time, but I needed to know that you had a plan yeah. and you were able to lead. And then once I knew you were able to lead, I was like, okay, we, yeah. we can do this. And that probably well, took us about a year. I want to tell you, it took yeah. me growing as a leader. Growing, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it took me growing as, you know, a person that didn't need to be in control. Yeah. You know, I couldn't. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but we got to the first year and like, I mean, since then it's just been rock and rolling. I was like, yeah. we, we've been able to help so many more people collectively than we ever would have doing it in separate businesses. Oh, for or sure. In separate yeah. buildings or any of that kind of stuff. We've been able to like grow and and do what we're both passionate about, which is helping change people's lives through health and fitness. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> well, and I remember like, and I always joke about this when I tell the story, like one of the first questions that I had asked you was like, oh, David, powerlifters hate CrossFitters and CrossFitters hate powerlifters. How is this ever supposed to work? But you know, that first year that we were over here was probably the best thing that could have happened for this community because then the CrossFitters got to see, you know, what kind of work powerlifters put their themselves through and what kind of time they put under the bars to get there. And then the powerlifters got to see, you know, these crazy people, you know, doing all this work and burpees and all. So I think a mutual respect sort of grew out of that very difficult year that we had. thousand percent. Yeah. And in my man, I was like, yeah, but that's dumb. So like, 
I, like I'm like we're gonna change that you know yeah. like yeah they shouldn't we should res- they shouldn't you know. hate each other yeah. yeah yeah like I was like I don't see why like I don't think they're mutually exclusive communities at all like <laughs> they're both the best thing possible for each other like let's put them together yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and we did <laughs> so yeah. but yeah, yeah. And it was um I said it was it was a tough first year but I don't uh but that first year and like just like with anything else like going through that struggle that's just that discomfort forced us all to grow and and learn and and just kind of solidified even stronger um in product in, in our own relationships but in our business as well and the way that we um deliver uh, deliver our product the 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 knowledge behind it is just like like looking back my like, man like Okay, like what are those decisions that you made that were like monumental decisions? That was one of them. Yeah. Like when, like when you called, I was like, hmm, "Hey, instead of instead of moving in next door, why don't you just move in in here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. why don't you just come right into this? Just building? come into this building. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's certain things I can point back and go like, ten years later, and go like, that was a monumental decision, that that changed the course of this business for the better, you know, going forward. So that was. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. In that's my a mind. big one. It's a big one too for me because it changed the course of my profession. Like yeah. you know, and that was one thing Steve would talk to me about. He was like, "Babe, how, you know, how long can you do this on your own? Yeah. You know, like, and, and what's your exit strategy? Like, are you just gonna have to close the doors one day, or yeah. you know, like when, you know, what does that look like for you? And so that really, you know, made me have to think about not just myself and what I was passionate about, but also like, hey. I need these people to always continue to move regardless of whether, you know, I'm their coach or not. Like I don't want to leave them without a facility to go to. Yeah. And so, um, and then being able to continue with building my own education and profession, you know, without having to worry so much about the business side of stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, that was just huge. I think that's like one thing like you've taken that off and you, you took one of the things about being a previous business owner is you, you have a lot of experience and, and, and empathy when it comes to like being a business owner. Uh, so, so it's allowed you to take on like roles here that, that uh, some managerial roles and tasks without being overwhelmed by them. Right. You know, yeah. like you, now you get to focus on what you love doing, which is, coaching people, developing people and like changing people's lives through health and fitness, which you do an amazing job of, you know, and without being bogged down by, you know, some of the business stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, definitely allows me to live my passion. Yeah. And, and I definitely know without a doubt, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I'm doing what, you know, my creator wants me to be yeah. doing. Like I'm a hundred percent in that you know, doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so that feels good to be able to be say that, you know. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I get, like, I mean, I think I see it as as the business owner, but, like, I see it through your clients, the way you interact with them, and, <clears throat> you know, you are able to, you're able to impact people who, um, who now, you're now their coach. So like, you've had that, uh, not that you weren't their coach before, but, like, it's, it's interesting to see how you've had kind of that, that turnaround, like, when you were in in high school, you had that guy who was going, "Hey, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna take you there. I'm gonna show you the path. I'm gonna walk it right beside you. Like I'm gonna guide you. I'm, you know, I'm gonna be that person for you." And now you're able to come in like on a daily basis and say, "Like, hey, I'm your person. I'm your guide. We're gonna do this together." And then uh, you get to see all those amazing changes in their lives. And we, you know, 
they tell us all the time and now you've, you've built all these amazing relationships. So it's cool to see that, see yourself be able to go, uh, you can now fit into that position. Yeah. Now, you know, take, now I get to be that, <clears throat> that yeah. person. Be the, be the person that changes their lives for the better. Yeah. And I, and I never really thought about it. I never really said, Hey, I want to be the person that changes other people's lives. Like, I think I just kind of slowly evolved into that position. And then the more that I coached, the more I was like, I could tell I was making an impact and, you know, wanted to make an impact on kids. That's probably the area that I was like, I think this would be a good area for me because I had this, this positive impact on me as a kid. Yeah. And so when I started coaching kids, I I took kids, I think they were as young as eight years old and being able to, you know, coach kids and, and like help them find a belief in themselves. It didn't matter like where they came from. I don't care if their parents went to every ball game or didn't go to any ball games. It was like, you have to find this inside yourself yeah. and you have to look for it. No one else can hand it to you. Yeah. And so, um, that was probably, you know, one of the areas that I loved the most, you know, starting out, I probably coached kids. I don't know how many years, maybe seven or eight years up yeah. until a couple of years ago. Um, when, you know, cause I was doing it year round, you know, yeah. and really cool too, is that I have kids that were eight years old that started with me that are now, well, one of them's in college and yeah. you know, another one's going off to college. Yeah. So now they're, you know, and they always come back and visit me yeah. and that's the coolest thing. Like yeah. I could have never, you know, saw that, you know, part of it for myself, but it's, yeah. you know, it's very powerful to have them come back and, you know, hug me and shake my hand or, you know, like, thanks for being so hard on me. Yeah. It's um, cool to see the kids you train in high school grow up to be adults and like have kids of their own. Yeah. No. It's, <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. You're like, wow. Okay. Or like the, the adults you train and now you're training their kids. Yeah. Train their kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. I know. Yeah. So. Well, very cool, Angie. Um, man, your story is really awesome. It, it's cool to see, you know, how, how growing up coaches impacted you and how now you've been able to impact other people as a coach so i love it i love it thank you for coming on mbs fitness radio thanks david all right guys mbs fitness radio out thank you for listening to nbs fitness radio if you enjoyed the podcast be sure to share it with your friends follow us on social media and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more nbs fitness radio